And it's good to be back with Renee Vitale. Renee, it is so weird coming back to work in the middle of the week. I, I think I saw this meme one time that, that said that being new at a job is like uh, coming in season five of a show. And that's that's definitely how I feel this morning. I bet. You came back on a busy week at a weird day. I know. It, I, I, it, it, when you're off in, in the in the in the news business, uh, it's hard to be completely off because that then the day before you're like cramming for a test. Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy you're back. I'm I'm glad to be back. As glad as you can be back uh, at 5 a.m. Right. But, uh, you know, it's great uh, getting up early with you and Parker. I mean, we don't get up early. Coming to work early. And I'm glad to see that everybody uh, survived yesterday's uh, emergency alert cell phone test. It sounded like an Amber Alert. Yeah, and the thing and the thing was, <laughs> there was so much coverage before it. I know. It's like, what it say? What it say on the alert that this is just a test? And then my favorite thing was after the test, there's all these news coverage. Why your cell phone just went off? So for three days, your cell phone's going to go off at this time, and then after it went off. Your cell phone just went off. That's what it means. Got it. I uh, I accidentally slept through it, so oh, it didn't I, wake I, you up. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked for me. Uh, I would have been caught in the emergency, unfortunately. Well, so. you know what? It's funny you say that, Parker, because that day we had seven tornadoes around here. I I slept through all of it, and that freaked me out because I'm like, my my county didn't get my county got hit, not my area, but but there was. You know, there was a warning. So if if we got hit by a tornado, I would have slept right through it. It would have been terrible. Well, I thought that it was going to be much more grandioso by the way that they were prepping us for it, that it was pretty anticlimactic. Well, there was one. A lot of people said it happened two minutes early and it it scared them. I forgot all about it. Uh, So I guess maybe there needed to be more news coverage of me making fun of the news coverage leading up to it. But (laughs) I was down in my basement getting ready for the show and I was like, (laughs) well, so there we go. I'm sure there'll be another one next year, and uh, we'll get all the news coverage. And I haven't seen any conspiracy theories out there, but I've been seeing people posting about conspiracy theories, but I haven't seen the actual conspiracy theories at all. Something about 5G activating a microchip or something. I did have a headache. Uh-oh. But that's probably because I had too much wine the night before. Oh, gonna, I'm not sure. It's going to say you better call know. Alex Jones and yeah. ask how to get rid of right. it. All right. So like you said uh Renee, it's been a very busy news week. Um, kind of some mixed uh, speculation coming out of these UAW talks. Uh, Ford is releasing details of its later offer to the UAW. Uh, it's seventh since talk begin, uh, the talks began. And uh, some of the highlights, 20% wage increase, double-digit cost of living increase to uh, protect against inflation. The end of a tiered wage system, uh, the write-up on Fox 2 said that the average new hire will earn six figures by their fourth year. Someone get me an application. And uh, job security promises over EVs, uh, product commitments for every UAW plan in America. Temp workers will have profit bonuses and shares. And it sounds like they're close to a deal. However, this morning we find out that uh, they're laying off, at least temporarily, 400 workers in in Livonia and Sterling Heights. Yeah. I mean, I I always heard growing up from my grandparents, you want a good job, go work for the big three. Boy, oh boy. And you know what? For a while, for most of my adult life, working for the big three wasn't what it used to be. But uh, I I, I mean, if and and this is a good offer. I know the 20 percent wage increase 
Uh, looks like it's only half of what they originally asked for. But if the average worker is going to be making six figures within four years, that's a hell of a deal. That is a hell of a deal. I'm leaving radio. <laughs> right. Give me a job on that line. Yeah, no kidding. Or at least can we get Sean Fain to uh, negotiate our contracts with our bosses? Right, exactly. Um, and then using an agent. Yeah, right. Sean Fain is, is going to be the, the hottest new age. He's going to be the new Jerry Maguire. Right. Uh, meanwhile, Detroit News is reporting that the walkout strikes have cost GM $200 million already. Wow. And that they've opened up a $6 billion line of credit uh, over the next 12 months for the long haul. So Sean Fain is going to be making another one of his uh, must-see TV updates on Friday. And we'll see And we'll see what he, uh, what he has to say. Uh, it's been interesting also in Washington the past few days. You've missed quite a bit. Oh, I've been watching. DC TMZ, as you call it. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like covering politics is like covering celebrity gossip anymore. Uh, Patrick McHenry is the leader for now. But now that Kevin McCarthy's out of his job as House Speaker, uh, one of his top lieutenants is presiding over the chamber while the chamber figures out who's going to be the next leader. North Carolina GOP rep Patrick McHenry took the gavel after Tuesday's historic vote to oust McCarthy. Now, according to House rules, McHenry was named essentially the acting speaker. McHenry is now in his 10th term in Congress. McHenry had worked to help McCarthy win the speaker's contest in January and help with debt limit deal negotiations. McCarthy made the president uh, made with president. President Joe Biden. McHenry is also House Financial Services Committee Chairman. Yeah, and uh, one of his first official duties was to kick Nancy Pelosi out of her Capitol building office. I guess it's it's kind of been a courtesy extended by speakers in the past to kind of let the old speaker keep an office there. Mm -hmm. But not this guy. This guy's rolling up his sleeves and, uh, uh, you know, dunking, scoring political points on his opponents. Um, a couple of people have officially announced that they're, they they want to run for speaker. Kevin McCarthy said to hell with it. He's not going to do it, I, which which I understand. Understandable, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, uh, first ever chairman of the Freedom Caucus. He did not vote to oust McCarthy, but but uh, he's, he's running for his open seat. Um, he's overseeing the Biden impeachment inquiry. Uh, Steve Scalise, he's a congressman from Louisiana. He's actually fighting blood cancer, and uh, he's mm. kind of had a rough go. Um, he was one of those uh, congressmen who uh, was shot at the congressional baseball game back in 2017. Yep. Uh, he's running. Uh, Florida Congressman Matt Gates, the guy um, who oust, got Kevin McCarthy ousted and Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're pushing to nominate Donald Trump. Donald Trump says he's not interested. No, he's going for the big gig. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's it's been all over the place. People are like, oh, the liberals' heads will explode. But, but yeah, uh, he doesn't want that job. But uh, to be honest, if you vote for Donald Trump, you might as well be voting for Trump anyway because he's been a, a rubber stamp. This is so embarrassing. This is why the aliens won't communicate with us. <laughs> well, yeah, it's keeping us safe. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, all I, I've never been a McCarthy guy. I, I always thought he was kind of a, a rubber stamp for Trump as well. But all he did was cross the aisle and get something done and keep the uh, and keep the government open. How I, dare he? I mean, I thought at least the Democrats who he he worked a deal out with might do him a solid this time. But Ale- Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez actually posted this on Twitter. She goes, uh, the man made risky decision and faced the natural consequences of them. Talking about the deal he made with the Freedom Caucus that said they can recall him at any time. 
Uh, I am not his mom, and my job is not to put pool noodles around hard quarters for Whoa. Republicans. So, yeah, that's what... Uh, uh, so, so yeah, like I said, my first thought is like, okay, maybe like the Republicans can kind of play ball here because now nothing's going to get done. No, you, absolutely you can't, not. You can't do anything until you have a new speaker. Um, James and Jennifer Crumbly, last week we got word that the Oxford High School shooter himself is eligible for life in prison without parole. Uh, his sentencing date will be in early December. His parents received their court date January 23rd, mm-hmm. uh, 2024. They're being bound over on four counts of manslaughter. And I actually think Olkin County Prosecutor Karen McDonald, she may be facing an uphill climb on this. I remember after the shooting happened, she she was very frustrated because uh, I believe she said the laws against parents leaving weapons around and, and their kids taking those weapons and causing damage, those laws are woefully inadequate. And you can sense her frustration. And, and laws have been passed since, like the safe storage law, which says that if your minor child takes your gun and does damage with it, you're really responsible. But it wasn't around back then. So um, I I think most people agree that they should face some legal consequences, Uh but I'm not sure if the laws, if the, if the laws at the time of them being charged are, are there to make it happen. Well, and James and Jennifer Crumbly are going to be the first parents of a mass school shooter to face charges in connection with the shooting. In the United States. And hopefully they're the first of many. Yeah, Be- I agree. Because, um, you know, if you're a responsible gun owner, you know that. Or if you're irresponsible gun owner and you're just trying to, um, in, in the name of self-preservation, keep those weapons locked up so you don't go to jail maybe some of these uh, tragedies can be prevented. Especially when the student was crying for help. Right. I mean, you saw the text messages um, that he sent to his parents about him being mentally disturbed and not only did they leave the gun laying around they bought him a gun correct so um we will see january 24th um early next year right after the holidays hopefully these families can get some closure it's first thing mike parsons renee vitale on wjr with renee vitale i'm so glad this summer weather is leaving get it out of here get it out of here these are some fighting words i'm i'm seriously a little saddened but it's done after today. I don't know. You got you got a lot of extra well, it is summer. Done today. Parker Moser, I would imagine that autumn in the thumb, um, where you spend half your time, has to be a magical time of year. Oh, the drive is beautiful. I love it. It's like I, I'm driving along uh, Van Dyke pretty much like most of the way. Mm-hmm. And the whole way there, it's just walls and walls of trees. So once the colors start changing, it is amazing to I'm drive I'm sorry, through. are we in commercials? This sounds like a pure Michigan <laughs> commercial. Is this Tim Allen? I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, let's get AI Tim Allen to read that. Right. I think we need a fall colors thumb tour with Parker. <laughs> All right, so uh, Renee, yesterday, Joe Biden, uh, he forgave some more student debt relief and every time news of him uh relieving some student debt i'm always crossing my fingers saying please be me please be me say my numbers up yep he announced another nine billion dollars in federal student loan debt forgiveness now the relief will be provided through existing programs he has been under pressure to fulfill his promise on student debt relief even though his original plan was overturned by the conservative majority on the supreme court Mm -hmm. in total 3.6 million borrowers will have had 127 billion dollars in debt wiped out since the democratic president took office the white house 
says Biden believes college should be a ticket to the middle class, not a burden weighing on families. Republicans have fought Biden's plan on student debt. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure who's eligible for this. And I, it was very vague. Yeah. And I have to be honest, I, I'm a little hesitant to to sign up for like these these income contingent plans because I remember I did that years and years ago and it actually jacked my payment up. It did? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, well, it probably just means I'm bad with my money. You know, the government's <laughs> like, well, you make this much money. You should be able to pay this. I said, uh, actually, no. yeah, actually, well. <laughs> Not to be well actually guy, but well actually. So yeah. I had I did just cancel the whole thing out. Do you remember? Um, I, I, I'm sure what we all remember the Barbenheimer craze of 2023, not too long ago. Um, but if you remember, um, you know, a, a bunch of uh, governmental departments here in in Michigan had some fun with it. Um, Whitmer Whitmer mm-hmm. posted uh, a picture of a brunette Barbie and her likeness uh, was very well received. Not so much when the Michigan State Police did it. It backfired. Yeah, there was a, a it was a blonde Barbie and I forgot what it said. But um, anyway, Paul Egan of the Detroit Free Press, he posted a number of screenshotted text conversations uh, amongst uh, high ranking members of the Michigan State Police. Uh, started with uh, Major Beth Clark. She's the assistant deputy director of MSP's Field Support Bureau. Uh, she called the post ridiculous, demeaning, and humiliated. She got Colonel Joseph Gasper, who just retired at the end of September, uh, t- to take it down. Uh, of course, like most group chats tend to do, this started a back and forth within the chat. And then, of course, a bunch of other private side chats of officers both male and female, some supporting the decision to take it down, uh, some disagreeing with it, saying that they had no problem with the post. So it sounds it sounds like it was quite controversial, not only publicly, but but privately as well. Yeah, it said this Barbie's ready to serve the state of Michigan. Hashtag you can be anything from a trooper to a forensic scientist, a motor carrier officer to a pilot. The possibilities are endless. Explore your future career path with the MSP today. And the, another criticism of it was that I, I guess it kind of uh, it, it it kind of minimized the the danger of the job. Right. Not everything's all, uh, you know, it, your job is not beach. Your job is law enforcement right. in the Michigan State right. Police. So I don't know. I, I, as a man, it's not for me to say what's offensive to women and what's not. Uh, perhaps if they would have posted like a ten dollar something, it might have gone over a little bit better and appeared less demeaning. But um, I don't know if it makes somebody worth it feel bad. It's it's not worth keeping up, even if you even if you, uh, it, you know, don't 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 see the issue with it. Like they I do. see what their intentions were. They were just trying to ride the Barbie hype. Mm-hmm. And I understand I, good intentions just did not. Uh, it just did not play out well. And like we said, the uh, the Governor Whitmer one uh, went over very well. But Governor Whitmer herself kind of embraced it. Right. So, um so, yeah, that, that's and, and you know, the story said that Colonel Joseph Gasper um, announced he was retiring the day after this kerfuffle. I don't know if they're necessarily uh, related or I not. It's just weird. I mean, it's it got taken down and, and that was kind of the end of it. So I don't really see that as being something that would end somebody's career. But no, but I, I think it was probably just uh, uh it just didn't land well. Yeah, and, and 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 just awkward timing, so to speak, when it comes to Colonel Jasper. Um, so Uber 
is expanding its services to its customer base. Yeah, they're mailing consumers return packages. Uh, the ride-hailing and delivery company said Wednesday that its drivers will collect up to five prepaid and sealed packages and drop them off at a local post office or UPS and FedEx stores. Uber will charge a flat fee of $5 for the service or $3 for its Uber One members. The company said that the service will be available in nearly 5,000 U.S. cities to start. Uber said customers will be able to choose package drop-off locations within its app. Only locations open for at least the next hour will be listed. Drivers will provide visual confirmation once a package has been dropped off. Uh, while the service is expected to be used primarily to return packages, Uber drivers will also mail new packages that are sealed and have prepaid labels. I love this. Yeah, and, um, you know, Parker, I know you yourself are a, a, a DoorDash driver like myself. I, I think as a DoorDash driver I, or an Uber driver, I, I, I wouldn't mind this either because you're just going to somebody's house. You're not waiting around at a restaurant for 20 minutes. And as long as there's no wait at the post office or maybe if there's like a dedicated place for it at the post office, sounds like a quick, easy trip. It seems pretty cool to me. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be against it. The worst part about the, like, gig delivery system is dealing with restaurants right so i think that cutting that out it's a great idea so yeah for you guys time is money i'll you know what i'll come to your front porch all day and drive whatever you want to the post office yeah yeah because everything's packaged you guys literally pick up drop off done right. how long do you think it's going to be until we're just straight up delivering the mail instead <laughs> like the, the usps is going to go out of business at this rate right pony express dash or something <laughs> you guys get to wear the cute little blue uniforms Ooh, the short shorts <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it's February. I know. <laughs> I, we don't have a I, know I know what my strengths are. <laughs> um, it's funny, though, because people are using Uber for everything. Uh, like Some people actually use Uber uh, instead of like an ambulance. Because, I know someone that's done that. Because what? It's like a $40 ride to the hospital in, in an Uber. And then, uh, you know, if, if you bill that through insurance, <laughs> surprise. Exactly. For Would have been cheaper to die. Yep. Yep. For something that's non-emergency-ish. Right. Yeah. It's an emergency, but you're not dying. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You need medical attention, but you don't need it from the ambulance. Right. Exactly. This was a story that was kind of big over the weekend. A Missouri high school teacher uh, who was placed on leave after her OnlyFans account was discovered has resigned from her teaching job. 28-year-old Brianna Coppage. She holds a bachelor's and master's degree in education. She was making $42,000 a year on her teacher's salary, which some people say that sounds pretty good. But if you have a bachelor's and a master's. That's and, ridiculous. And you got student loans. Yeah. Um, she was making $8,000 a month on the adult website. And for those that don't know what OnlyFans is, yes, you do. Um, <laughs> it's a website where. It's an you, adult website. It didn't start off as an adult website. It, it, it didn't? It was for content creators. So, like, you know, okay. technically it could be a cooking show. Sure. Or, or you'd be a musician. Uh-huh. But, like, as what often happens on the Internet, it was taken over by adult content creators. Never heard that one, but okay. Coppage <laughs> uh, said in a statement she doesn't want the school to continue getting hate. Her decision to join OnlyFans was completely financially driven and that she never thought her students would be exposed to her content. And if an adult hadn't notified the school district, the students would have never known, although she kind of knew this day was coming. And of course, Miss Coppage has seen a huge influx in subscribers since she has been outed. 
uh, and all over national media. Now, now, look, I agree. Once it's made public that a teacher has an OnlyFans account, she, he or she cannot continue to teach. Not not for moral reasons, just too much of a distraction, right? Right. However, the takeaway should not be, oh, my God, I can't believe this woman ha- had an OnlyFans. The, the takeaway should be, oh, my God, this woman was, was not making a living wage and she had to resort to an OnlyFans. Right. You know, maybe pay teachers... Um, you know, enough money to live without a side gig, no matter what that side gig is. Again, she had she had what a master's and and a bachelor's, and she had to resort to this. That's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And and the other thing is too. I mean, people like to people like to shame the 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 adult content creator, mm-hmm. but there was an adult out there who was surfing OnlyFans, and, and there's nothing... Right, I'd like to know who it was. Right, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but the, why do we why do we shame the content creator instead of the people who are consuming the product uh, creating this mass market here? Right. I mean, I don't think either one should be shamed, but no. if you're going to shame one, you should shame, shame the, the other. other. Yep. So, hey, good luck, and... Uh, we've seen these stories more and more frequently and we're going to continue to see them being yeah. more and more frequently until we find a way to pay teachers um, to only have one job. Yep. So uh, first thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale on WJR. Well, Renee Vitale, I don't know if it's my, my breath or I smell funny, but uh, here I am back after three days off and uh, Guy Lloyd and Jamie, the JR Morning Crew, are not in the studio. What gives, guys? Could be all of the above. <laughs> Why limit myself? <laughs> yeah, we're happy you're back, though. I know there was a, a, a family, uh, some family sadness, and we're glad you're, you're, you're back. Well, I'm glad to be back uh, a little more normalcy. And, yeah, we uh, celebrated the life of, 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 of two uh, wonderful head, heads of our family, um, who uh you know it's sad, sad for us but 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 happy they're together yeah. and uh uh it's good to be back because you know what once you're you you're kind of going through that process it really is healing to kind of get back to your your normal routine are you find this normal well that's <laughs> well, welcome true back. thank you thank you Jamie. and you guys can't see him but he looks so handsome fresh haircut and everything Oh, oh he's, wow. geez, the, we, he's the fly mic. We yeah. missed out. We missed out. Yeah, you'll see it tomorrow. I said, give me the Travis Kelsey, but it's fourth grade picture day. And uh, <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, so where are you guys this, this morning? I'm playing catch up. We are at the Inn at St. John's, which is, of course, a wonderful old, it's an incredible piece of property out here in Plymouth. That was the old St. John's Seminary. Oh, wow. I, I, ex- I expect it, uh, you know, probably a long dead priest, the spirit of him to come up and slap me upside the head for impure thoughts or something. If you hear disembodied chanting, run. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's a lovely property that the uh, the Pulte Family Foundation has converted into both a, uh, an event site, a hotel, an inn, and an incredible new golf course. Yeah, it that, used to be 27 holes. And right. then they redid it. So we're very excited to try it today yeah you're, you're going to i've i'm supposed to head out to, this is a long planned trip to go out to see a family in san diego so i'm heading out and i won't be able to play with you but the, the redesign on it i guess has just been tremendous and they've got big plans for this golf course it's beautiful we're sitting in a new event space too i could definitely see a wedding happening oh, here a baby bridal any kind of shower it's yeah. really pretty reception 
Yeah, and it's very, it's, uh, I mean, it's uh, a lot of wood, and it's very warm and, and kind of cozy. So, yeah, it would be a really cool advanced space, hardwood floors, so it's, it's, it's uh, nice. It's a lot lovely. Of, a lot of glass lets the light in. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Yep. So. So. So it's dark, but yeah. we can picture but it. We can picture it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully by the, by the time 9 o'clock rolls around, it'll be bright. And uh, exciting announcement. Uh, Renee's been doing this, this uh, traffic thing, and she's been co-hosting First Thing with me. I, I don't know how long time doesn't exist at this time of day, <laughs> but she's officially permanently no Yay. longer interested. Oh, congratulations, Welcome Renee. officially, Thank Renee. Yes. Thanks, get that, guys. Get that interim thing knocked off your tire. <laughs> That's right. Right. Well, I'm we very had, excited. We had Sean Fain do some negotiations with uh, management here, and we finally got it done. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he dropped that so, first contract she, in the garbage. She was. She, <laughs> she, she had. Right. Yeah. Yeah, how many were in there? Right. <laughs> That's where it belongs, the trash. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, Sean Fain, uh, of course, Friday. Uh, Friday is becoming announcement day. Um, a lot of mixed, uh, you know, mixed signaling coming out of these UAW talks. Um, GM opened a $6 billion line of credit. Ford's made layoffs. But it also sounds like they might be kind of close to a deal with Ford. So I guess... Uh, we'll see what's what's announced tomorrow. Before you know, they came out with their uh, counter offer, and uh, we uh, UAW hasn't responded yet. So we'll see. And Sean Fain hasn't come out and said he's going to do a Facebook Live Friday. We haven't heard from him as of yet, have we? Yeah, I mean, silence might be a good thing. It here. might if be he, if he yes. hasn't trashed it, then then That's that right. could be a good thing. I, I'm at this point the the fact that general motors is seeking that line of credit tells me they don't see a resolution Nine. on the horizon anytime mm-hmm. soon yeah. on their end of things so mm-hmm. well and jim farley uh in his statement yesterday he said that you know this uh, this offer allows them to give uh the UAW folks a little bit of what they want at the same time it preserves ford's ability to invest and grow I'm wondering if that's a not so thinly veiled reference to the uh, battery plant in EV, uh, the EV battery plant in Marshall saying, look, guys, this is as far as we're going to be able to go if we want this, uh, you know, if we want to be able to invest in this and this project to be uh, a, a go moving forward. Yeah, I think that's a pretty smart analysis, Mike. Uh, but it's more, I think it's also more general than that because they've got, a, you know, at least a $15 billion road to travel to get to an EV future. And so it's yeah, but the battery plant's a big part of that, and they want to make that message clear. Yeah, uh, and and so yeah, I I I don't know how thinly veiled it is because it's kind of what they've been saying the whole time is we still need to and look, say, think about this six billion dollars. What's the debt service on that? <laughs> it's uh, we'll be discussing all of it just ahead. Yep, uh, we've got we've got more news than show today, so uh, <laughs> do not go anywhere. Jr. Morning live from uh, the Inn at St. John coming up. After the news, talk to you tomorrow. First thing, Mike Parsons, Renee Vitale. You can uh, find our podcast wherever you get your shows. Just search First Thing WJR. Former Detroit Police Chief James Craig officially declared his candidacy for U.S. Senate, entering the race on the Republican side for Debbie Stabenow's soon-to-be-vacant seat. Craig made the rounds on WJR, starting with the morning show with Guy Lloyd and Jamie. There is a new candidate in the race for U.S. Senate on the Republican side uh, to uh, fill the vacancy that will be created by Debbie Stabenow's retirement from the U.S. Senate. And he is a familiar face and a well-known personage here around the Detroit parts, respected, revered for the work he did as Detroit Police Chief. James Craig joining us live this afternoon. Chief, good morning. 
Hey, good morning, guy. How are you doing? We're great. Here with Lloyd Jackson, Jamie Edmonds. We're delighted to talk with you. Um, as you look around the country, uh, you know, we see Portland, we see Philly, we see Chicago, San Francisco. I could go on and on these places where things have been decriminalized. Do you see Michigan with that level of dysfunction, too, when it comes to law enforcement? And is that going to be your your best card to play in this race? Well, I hope not. Uh, I will tell you, uh, there's certainly been a growing trend and you would have thought that uh, many of these folks that have seen increase in violence and you've seen the uh, retail thefts going on in places like San Francisco and, and, and Southern California, that folks would say, you know, wait a minute, defund the police didn't work out very well. Uh, these progressive prosecutors, that's not working out very well. Uh, we need to change course and we need to do it very quickly. And it's just not happening. Uh, we've seen some of that in Michigan and certain places, not to the same degree. Um, you know, I've been asked by a lot of journalists around the country, you know, why not Detroit? Well, I take you back to post uh, Floyd, uh, that tragic shooting death of uh, Mr. Floyd and the riots that occurred in many of the cities. And some of the cities just candidly stood by and just let it happen. Uh, it didn't happen in Detroit. And uh, we set a tone, uh, certainly we had a relationship with our community such that they stood with us uh, and we weren't gonna let it happen. Uh, and it seems like that's still holding true. And so, um, Go ahead, no, sorry. no, Chief, uh, Chief Crick, I know that uh, while you were running for Michigan governor, you had not just you, but some of uh, the other uh, candidates had issues with the signatures. Uh, this time, uh, I'm sure you're going to be paying a little closer attention who on who's going to be gathering those signatures for you this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, that was certainly my first run at ever uh, uh running for any political office. And, you know, I certainly trusted the consultant firm that had its own petition gathering firm, um, but unbeknownst to me and probably others, uh, they subcontracted the workout. And a couple of people they subcontracted out to were individuals, uh, various individuals that had one, in fact, had been arrested and charged in the state of Virginia. Uh, for the same crime. Good news is they were identified. The Michigan Attorney General uh, prosecuted them, and so that case is still moving forward. Uh, but that said, of course, we're going to pay close attention to that process. Um, you know, and it's not an easy process. When you think about it, who can look at a signature and determine whether or not it's fraudulent? Let's you look at a petition page and all the signatures are the same, but well, that's clue one, something is, is wrong. But how do you know whether or not a person's yeah. alleged signatures of, of a deceased person? Right, right. Chief, I have a question for you. It's a crowded race. Um, you know, businessman Mike Hoover, State Board of Election member Nikki Snyder, there and there. But how do you stack up against you, former U.S. Rep Mike Rogers, who has House intelligence uh, experience, foreign experience? How do you think you stack up? Uh, I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, yes, he was a U.S. congressman. And 
candidly, uh, when I look at what he's done thus far, even in this race, uh, it doesn't appear to be a lot of momentum. Yes, he has the establishment, as they say, establishment Republicans supporting him, but uh, that support alone doesn't necessitate uh, a win for a primary. In my view, it just doesn't. Uh, what I do know is voters are sick and tired of partisan politics, uh, sick and tired of division, uh, and sick and tired of manipulation. Uh, it's candid, uh, and I'll be candid. You know, uh, his camp reached out to me and basically tried to get me to get out of the race. They tried to get me out of the race because I was uh, not a threat. Mm. No, they wanted me out of the race and uh, and made uh, inferences that it would be financially lucrative to do so. Joined the Mike Rogers team and, and then called uh, my campaign manager, except that conversation was quite a bit different. There was a, a threatening tone and hmm. suggested to the young man that uh, he would no longer uh, survive in politics. Really? So... Oh, that's a fact. It was a, a story written in a, a publication called The Messenger. Okay, yeah. Uh, and we'll... So, you know, this is this is real. Uh, this political process can be filthy. I mean, even when we go back during the gubernatorial race, I was the consistent leader among the GOP field. Well, and, and we, we welcomed you to that fight, and we were sorry you got derailed because you were a real contributor to it, and we look forward to you future, future conversations. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but, Chief, welcome back to the fight. Good to talk to you. And, Renee, uh, I don't know how long ago 1996 was, but uh, over the weekend, of course, we heard they finally made an arrest in the Tupac murder, uh, a fellow named Dwayne Davis, um, He's now he said that uh, he was in the car when Tupac was shot and that uh, um, Tupac pulled up alongside him, looked like he was reaching for a gun. He mm-hmm. handed his nephew his gun and things start and they started shooting and he got arrested. He was supposed to be arraigned in court yesterday, but his lawyer didn't show up. That's a bummer. Is that a legal strategy? Is is it like when the uh, cop doesn't show up for your ticket? (laughs) What happens? Right. Does it get thrown out? Right. And if that's the case, why don't more people do it? It's first thing.